Hey, Burke and I are here to welcome you back to part two. Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. Sam, how you doing, Sam? Good. Uh, uh, Sam, you're going to have to come on the show in a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, we've decided to have a, a show about old music and Let's young go. people. <laughs> Heck yeah. I'll do that. So, so Burke and I are going to come up with a playlist of like 40 songs, and we're going to get try and get you your sister and jake from the cleveland sports fan together Mm -hmm. on a zoom to go over old music and see how knowledgeable you actually are oh i'm so down oh i'm so down that sounds awesome (laughs) hell yeah all right all right i I, you see that went a whole lot better than i thought it was gonna go oh yeah absolutely I've trained her well. I've exposed her to a lot of good shit. Burke actually warned me that you already know a lot of the older music that that like Oh, anything that's like on his CDs in his car or anything like that, I have memorized to this day. Mm. Like I would be uh, in our at our old house when I was in like elementary school, middle school, I'd be sitting on my little sister's bed while he's playing video games. And what the one song, what tub pumping or whatever it's called, like we would be like, I'd be singing it word for word along with him when I was well, in like middle school. Well, when we do the show in a couple of weeks, you will finally learn what good music is. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> All right. It was good seeing you, Sam. Ah. yeah it's always fun to like see the music they're listening to and then like go well here's the song that was based on they're like oh shit i did not know that yeah oh, rock lobster with them rock lobster oh yeah <laughs> you, you, you see you are such the dad oh yeah yeah it was like music first parenting second all right. Um, hey, guess what we're up to? The fives. We are in the last half. And, and I've made a slightly executive decision that I need your approval for. I think we should end this show tonight and do the second show tomorrow. He's chewing potato chips and pondering this decision. He's seriously thinking about it. He's holding up his finger. We are waiting for the final decision. It's black. It's kettle. Oh, yeah, kettle chips. You bastard. I have one more week on my fucking diet. <laughs> okay. Because um, hmm. I think we're going to get so trashed by the second half that we're not going to make any sense. Okay. But we can try. I'm not going to lie. We can try, but... I'm getting the funny feeling that after this five here, we're going to be done because we had a, you and I both had a rough week. I had a very, very rough week. Um, God, I love this band so much. Oh God. If he doesn't come through with those tickets, I'm going to be so pissed off, but <sighs> anyway. All right. Um, I say we look at it when we get there yeah because i knew last week when we got to that point that (laughs) there was just no way (laughs) (laughs) but you know right now i actually feel okay i'm not okay all right all right i mean i don't know how you're feeling 
you could I, be. I'm I'm, I'm I'm okay at the moment, but we got five more to go through. Yeah, well, you better get started then. I'm gonna have to eat some more peanuts, and you're gonna crunch in your ear, and you're gonna hate me. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> all right. Would you would you like to go with your number five? Well, shit, I could. Okay, it, let's that do this thing. Not bother me. All right. What? Oh, Pray uh... tell. And we need a moment for the iPad to fire up here. Is your number five? Share my screen. Zoom S. Davy. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> this year, thousands of men will die from stubbornness. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm. Number five is the Koenigsegg Regera. Now, if you don't know about this car, we are up to another plug-in hybrid. Oh, wow. Um, And that brand does not shy away from fast. That's all they care about is fast. Beautiful. Beautiful. The but thing about, first. The the thing about the Koenigsegg that that like the first one that they came out with, the one that was on um Top Gear. Um Top Gear ran it around their their track and came back to Koenigsegg and said, you gotta put a wing on this. There's there's not enough downforce. I mean, you have the power, you just don't have the downforce. <laughs> And Koenigsegg actually listened and put now, wow. a wing on the back of the car and sold it <laughs> that way. I was, I was like, this is so cool. This is a they car listen, company. They listen to their people that actually drive the cars. It, it, it's, now, you have to admit, this car is flat out gorgeous. There's a lot. Well, okay. If we're gonna like break it down, you got a lot of Corvette up front. You have Bugatti in the middle, and you got Audi in the rear end. Yes, and I don't hate any of it. It all flows. It's and fucking the, gorgeous. But the thing about the the car that we're looking at is is a burgundy uh, uh, vehicle, but all of the aerodynamic spaces have been done in carbon fiber without paint so you can see where the air is supposed to flow nice over the car it's absolutely gorgeous and from an engineering standpoint those of you that that know me know that my father was an engineer yep this excites the living shit out of me <laughs> because you can actually follow along with what the engineers were trying to do. Uh, <laughs> Kinnickzag was, was rated the number one supercar company in 2015 uh, at the Geneva car show. This car the Regera has a reported total power output of 1340 kilowatts or 1797 horsepower. Do you have a weight on this thing? Do, 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 do. Come and on. I gotta apologize. I do not have a lot of horsepower to weight ratios on my cars, and I should have. I do not have the weight on here. I wish it's, it, it's got to be the 2,000, 2,100 pounds, maybe. I okay, since maybe a, since a NASCAR is limited to 2,400 pounds and it's all metal. I'm figuring this thing's about eighteen to two thousand. That'd be my guess. Uh, it, it's it's incredible. It is 
gorgeous. And this was built to be the fastest hybrid car in the world. Wow. Uh, it, it's just, it's mind blowing. I wish, okay. I will put this picture up on the website <laughs> so that people can see it because it, it's amazing. It is an amazing car. Um, the Kunizag was actually one of the fastest cars that ever went around top gears track. Wow. So that tells you something about the engineering that is there. They, they even said if they would have put the spoiler on the original Kunitzag, that it would have been the fastest car around that track. <laughs> All right. I'm done now, drooling. I'm up to nine. My number five. You're number five. You know, we bit... haven't had a match yet. I've noticed that. We will. I, I, we probably will eventually, but under, maybe not. I don't I know. Think, I think we will under the classics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so this is my number five top 10 supercar. Oh, Ford GT. Hell yeah, man. I, I'm, this is a little bit of a throwback, and I won't lie, but the Ford GT40, and there's a lot of history behind this damn thing. Um, this car broke Ferrari streak at Le Mans. Um, I was going to say it held the record at Le Mans for, for a bunch quite of a few years. Yep. Um, is the only car designed and built entirely in the United States to achieve the overall win at Le Mans. Mm-hmm. Um, first race in 1964 at the Nuremberg 1000 kilometer race. It had to retire for suspension failure. Um, three weeks later at the 24 hour Le Mans, all three entries retired. That sucks. Um, Carol Shelby got a hold of this damn thing. And then it just took off. Um, the Daytona 2000 in February 1965. Uh, Ken Miles and Bruce McLaren. McLaren? Okay. Came in second overall to the winning Chaparral. Um, then after that in 65... They won again at Daytona. It was the first day, the first year Daytona was run for a 24 hour format. The Mark II's finished first, second, and third. They dominated the class in the 1966 12 hours of Sebrings. They again took all three top finishes. Um, June and June, the 24 hour Le Mans GT40 did another one, two, three result. It was an amazing car back then. And it is still an amazing car to this day. And Scott has left us. I didn't leave you. I was eating eating, um, chips plus. uh... Your screen's tiny. I can't see what it is. Look like a piece of cheese. It's a round ball. It's all. Oh, you got the ice cube. Kick ass. <laughs> um, yeah, the ice ran out in my drink. <sighs> I love the round ice balls in exceptional whiskeys and bourbons because they don't water it down. But sometimes you need a little bit of water down for your stuff. So, Celebi. Yeah, um, pick and choose. I'm digging it with the mixture. Uh, the biggest problem is that the ball takes a long time to cool down what you're yes. trying to drink. Yes. All right. Um, where there she is? I gotta find my uh, gotta find up my to mouse. Up to your number five. 
Now, pull this down. Yeah. Give me a check mark. There we go. I see some screen. Are you ready? I'm ready, man. Ooh. Do you know what that is? I want to say it's a McLaren. Yes. F1. No, this is the McLaren 702. Ooh, pretty. Um, the 702S Spider was introduced in December 2018. It... <laughs> the roof is a single piece of carbon fiber and takes 11 seconds to open. The, the, roof can be, <laughs> the roof can be operated all the way up until 31 miles an hour. I think there was a Top Gear episode where they tried that. They tried it with several cars to see which ones could go the fastest. The engine, uh, the engine, it's big, it's powerful, it's pretty, it's in the back of the car. Top speed, 212 miles an hour. Nice. Accelerates to 60 in 2.9 seconds, the same speed as the BMW M8. Very nice. Uh with the top retracted, the speed is reduced by 10 miles an hour. It's amazing how much, like, even in a Ford pickup truck, when you put the tailgate up, you have better aerodynamics and can go faster in a pickup truck with the tailgate up than when it is down. Aerodynamics is a weird damn thing, but I get it. It excites me, though, that they actually looked into this and figured out that at 220 miles an hour, the it top being unstable with the top down, <laughs> the top being up or down, just, you know, I can't even imagine the wind noise <laughs> at 200 miles an hour with the top down. I mean, come on. It's like, are, what? How fast are we going? What? Are we really How fast? fucking worried about it when we're doing 220 <laughs> miles an hour? And not like the top up is going to like save you um, from a crash, but whatever. It, it, here's the thing. I guess I should explain this. My feelings about McLaren are the same feelings that I had about Mercedes. Um, McLaren, back 15 years ago, had this wonderful driver named Lewis Hamilton, who was my driver. He drove McLarens and was winning out the wazoo. That's what got me into the McLarens. Now, McLaren left Mercedes for a while. And lo and behold, they figured out that they're not going to win without a Mercedes engine. So they came back to Mercedes. All right. I, um, I, I've been a McLaren fan for years, whether it was Lewis Hamilton driving for him or Jensen Buttons. Um, just a fantastic organization. They build wonderful cars, and they stand behind their cars. That's oh, yeah. the big thing. Something breaks on a McLaren. You take it to the shop. They're not going to charge you unless it's your fault. Nice. Very nice. So there you go. We are <laughs> up. We are up to Burke's. What were we on? Number, number four, I think. Number four. Yes. Share screen. Pick that one and go. Oh, my God. Is that the full Shelby? 
Oh, yeah. Real, real Shelby. Shelby Cobra, circa 1965 to 1967. Love this car. It's a piece of shit. And you'd still drive it anyway. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Originally, there was a British company called AC Ace that built this car. Yes. Shelby said, hey, I need a car, but it has to fit a big-ass V8 engine and be badass. And they're like, yeah, we can do that. And so they all got together and built the, the Shelby Cobra. Um, I, I like Carol Shelby's explanation a little bit better. <laughs> I need a car that I can make better. Oh, yeah, we could do that. <laughs> Will it fit a big engine? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. We'll do this. Um, they, Shelby went to Chevrolet. Build yeah. Shelby went to Chevrolet originally yes. to see if they would do the engines, but they didn't want to add competition to the Corvette, so they said no. But Ford wanted a car that could compete with the Corvette, and they happened to have a brand new engine, which could be used in this car. It's the Windsor 3.6 liter, uh, new lightweight, thin wall cast, small block V8 was provided for Shelby. He gave him two engines. And yeah, this car not only is gorgeous, but is Totally kick ass. Yes, ladies um, and gentlemen, that is the infamous 351 Windsor. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I, can we go back to our movie review about the gumball rally? It's just an iconic car. I, I just want one. I don't care how ugly or horrible it drives or how loud it is or I don't care. I want one, and I want one badly. <laughs> what more needs to be said? All right. What, <sighs> sir, might happen to be your number four pick? All right. You know, I saw your freaking number three. Oh, yeah. <sighs> The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. And let's see here. And we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. Oh. Can you guess I, it? I can see the emblem up front. It has to be an Aston. Aston Martin. I had... I had the toughest time discerning between or, or making a decision between this vehicle and the DB11. They're both amazing and gorgeous. I had to go with this machine because this machine just in December of 2021 came back onto the production line. So that that's really what made my decision. I love the DB11. I would take a DB11 in about two seconds. <laughs> but this is the V12 Vantage. Yeah, just saying those words. V12 and Vantage together. Now I'm gonna is all you need. I'm all in. I'm gonna read off the blurb from Aston Martin, and then we can discuss. 
Okay. Aston Martin confirmed that a V12 is in the development and is slated to be released in 2022. The V12 Vantage was officially unveiled in 16 March 2020. Just unveiled, guys. (laughs) And its production is limited to just 333 units. It's a 5.2 liter V12 engine has a power output of 700 PS or 690 horsepower. Are they going to send any to America? As of this moment, it is the highest bidder goes. Oh my. It has zero to 100 kilometers, which is 60 uh zero to 62 acceleration time in 3.5 seconds and a curb weight of 3900 pounds a little heavier car and that's okay uh when your engine has 690 horsepower a little bit of weight is actually kind of nice yeah it's not going to squirrel away from you. Um, if you look at the aerodynamics on the car, you have a front splitter, which is going to create downforce in the front. But what I love is the feather figure, the floorboard figure, uh, just forward of the door. I'm digging the rear spoiler. The rear spoiler... That thing's big, isn't it? Oh, it's a huge car. But those back spoiler wings curve down. And that reminds me of um, like the the, uh, some of the airplanes where they curve the edges of the wings up to reduce the the vortex. I'm thinking they're doing the same goddamn thing here in reverse. Like they're adding vortex to give downforce on the back end of the car. That looks badass. Yeah, it's... you see i don't know if that's i think it's i think it's meant to be there to to break up the airflow over the rear quarter panels you see how see how close it is to the to the yeah it's only a couple inches away from the tail end of the car secondly look at the door handles everything everything on this vehicle is meant for aerodynamics and and it, the the door handles are flush the roof is is flush to a point there is an air outlet if you notice about two feet up from the crest of the or from the base of the hood and that is to allow airflow up over the car. So you've got the airflow going into the engine compartment, but it's coming out and going over the car instead of going underneath. A little more, a little more downforce in the front end. Very nice. Oh, I am all about this car. (laughs) I love you, Aston. Um, James Bond really did it for me. That's why yeah. it was. That's why it was so hard to choose between this and that DB11, because that DB11 is is it's a beautiful car. It's a beautiful car. It was the start of James Bond. <laughs> All right, sir. We are up to you. Number three. And I'm going a little further back in time with this one. Less horsepower, and I don't care, is the Lancia Stratos. You are definitely going back in time. But this car ticks off so many boxes for me. You have a Ferrari engine. You have an Italian design that is evocative of the Fiat X19s. 
you have a car that has huge, huge wheels compared to the body of the car. You have a car that is capable, that dominated in its sport of rally. It is just a, it's a stunning car. Um, Lancia and Baritone, and Baritone is one of those design groups that is up there with Pininfarina that just have made all of the gorgeous cars we've ever seen in the whole world. Um, and the guy who designed the car uh, that was working for Baritone had also designed the Lamborghini Miura and was working on the Countach at the point in time when he designed this car. So you have a rear-wheel drive, mid-engine, Ferrari-engined car in a tiny, tiny package with big-ass wheels. There's nothing better than this car. I mean, is it the fastest car in the group? No. Is it one of the most capable cars? Probably. It is just, it's beauty and engineering and form and function all rolled up into one. Uh, and this thing barely produced 200 horsepower. And it was a 2,000 pound vehicle. But it just, it just does it for me. I, I would own this car in a heartbeat. It's okay. So this is the first car on our list that I just have no feeling about. That's all right. I just, it's, it's Lancia. Yeah. It, it's a niche car. I, you know what? Yes, this reminds me of the Opal GT. Oh, yeah. Everyone looks at me like I'm absolutely crazy for loving the Opal GT. It's a great little car, dude. But this is just along, this is along the same lines. 1970s, yeah. uh, uh, built to be a little sports car, built to yeah. be fun. So, yeah, okay, I can see that. I can see yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like the MR2 50 years ago and better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said MR2 and I just had to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta admit, the MR2 for its time and day for an everyday driver was a pretty fucking awesome car. Oh, God. I'm not even, no, I'm not going there. No, no, no. You ever, no. Dri you ever drive one? <laughs> yes. Had a girlfriend that had one. Did you like driving it? It was about as fun as driving a Toyota Camry. No. Oh, my God. You did not push that car to its limits. <laughs> that car would take whatever you gave to it. Anyway. <sighs> What is your number th three? Number two. Is this number number two. two. Oh my god, number two. What's your number two? This is the Ariel Adam. Oh, very nice. And uh the the actual Ariel Adam is no longer available. So now you have to get the Ariel Atom four. It was launched at the Goodwood Festival of Speed in July 2018. Cool. It features the latest Honda Type R turbo engine. Oh, Jesus. With 321 brake horsepower as standard. It's a, that's a potent little engine. I mean, granted, I sell the cars and I have a little bit of, you know, yeah, ruby colored glasses or whatever, but it is a potent little engine and if you put that in a i'm guessing that car weighs 1700 pounds or less are you ready for this yeah go for it 1300 pounds <laughs> so basically it's a go-kart the aerial atom is a road legal High-performance open-wheel car made by the Ariel Motor Company based in Crewkern, Somerset, England. 
Blah, 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 blah. Kruger? Okay. That sounds like a German name. Why are they in so, Britain? Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm calling shenanigans. Okay. <laughs> Krukern, Somerset, <laughs> England. And under license in North America by TMI Autotech. Okay. At Virginia International Raceway in Alton, Ew. Virginia. Ooh. There have been eight Ariel Adam generations. I originally drove the first Ariel Adam. No shit. How was it? At Mid Ohio. Oh, fuck. How was that? One of my friends owned four of them, <laughs> brought them to Mid Ohio, and we raced them. It was the most exhilarating time of my life. <laughs> it was the scariest time of my life because the a... original, the original Adam didn't have body panels anywhere. So when you raced it, everything was exposed. That's some ass puckering experience right there. It was totally legal because you were inside of a superstructure. If you wrecked, you were going to be safe. Here's the problem with this that I found out. <laughs> I was driving down the straightaway at um, Mid-Ohio Mid -Ohio just before the main straightaway. So there's a straightaway, and then you, you come to this corner where you turn right and then turn left, and then you go back down the main straightaway. Right. And as I was coming down that straightaway, I hit a bird. Oh, shit. <laughs> really? A bird flew through the car, hit my knee, of which I thought that I, I thought I really seriously hurt my knee. Oh, God damn. Um, I, it turned out that I sprained a tendon, um, which basically ended my day of racing. Uh, but I, I got 22 laps in, so I was happy. Jesus, that, that, that's tiring. I ain't gonna lie. 22 will, laps at mid Ohio. I will tell you this fucking exhausting. I will tell you this, this car, if I. I ever won the lottery, this would be the car that I would buy 10 of and have my <laughs> friends race each other. Because it, it's a hard car to handle. But when you're handling it, you're loving every minute of it. It hugs itself to the road even with not a lot of downforce. It's just that the, the car doesn't weigh anything. So it, it's a weird car. I love it because it's got power out the wazoo. That hot, now the new Honda engine, I want to try. Oh. I really want to do a, a mid-Ohio or head up to to New York and do uh, Watkins Glen with it. Now I've driven a Civic Type R with that engine. It's a weird combination of fuck. This is fast, but smooth power on. I mean, they really, they really did that engine up nicely. The 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 turbo boost is almost almost imperceptible. It's just a smooth power on throughout the whole power band. It's an amazing engine. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I I love this car. It's it's expensive, but it's not super expensive. Yeah. This is a toy. That is what this is. It is a it, it is a toy. As most of the cars we we're showing are basically toys, too. All right, we're up to Burke's number two. Yes. 
rare for this one? Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, the McLaren F1. 1992. Scroll that down a little bit so that I can see the car. How's that? Look at that badass. This, for a 90s car, is fucking stunning. So this this, ca- this car came out when McLaren started in F1. Yeah. And this car, this is the thing I love most about it. The driver's seat is dead center and up front. You have two other seats that sit behind you to the left and right. It is a three-seat car. I don't know why you would ever want to have other, whatever. But you are sitting dead center of this car. If I recall, the headers on this car are around 30 grand. This is just such an amazing car. And it started kind of the whole supercar genre. Um, Yeah. Manufactured McLaren cars, blah, blah, blah. BMW S702 V12 engine. Um, The original one had no fixed wing. No big deal. Uh, Kevlar fan. This car has Kevlar fans to create downforce. Okay. uh, BMW S70. This engine won a ton of Formula One races. Oh, yeah. Uh, this was version two, which came out in what the nineties, eighties. Yeah, I think it was the nineties. Yeah. Uh, but version one, you have to remember that was uh, uh, Ayrton Senna. Version two was one Pablo Montoya. You know, uh, this is a tough ass engine. Oh yeah. Um, you could turn on the fans for the high downforce mode. It just blows my mind that this car has fans to keep it on the road. Um, (laughs) under each door, there's a small air intake to provide cooling for the oil tank, not the oil cooler, the oil tank. Um, there's a pressure exit point at the top of the very rear each door has a small air intake to provide cooling. Um, the airflow is clearly electronic fans, blah, 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 airfoil, blah, 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 blah. The front, the air ducts are assisted by a Kevlar electronic suction fan for cooling the front brakes. And to date, the F1 holds the record for the fastest naturally aspirated production car. No turbos on this bad boy. It is a record that has held for over 30 years. That is just a badass car mm. and fucking gorgeous. Anyway, that's all I got to say about that. You're going to hate this. <laughs> I'm waiting. Well, I keep hitting the button. (laughs) All right. Before I do this, do you have any guesses what my number one is? I'm going to go out on a limb, Aston Martin again. Is that a Porsche? Ah, yes. 
I'm okay with that. Uh, all right. Let me start from the beginning here. Uh, the oh. very first Porsche 911 came out in 1950. A couple of years ago. A couple of years ago. The 911 that I'm showing is the 911 Carrera Turbo S Cabriolet. This little boat here will knock your socks off in price tag as well as horsepower. <laughs> the price tag of this badass boy is $218,000. Well, today with the markup, probably 300000 640 horsepower. That tiny ass little car? Yeah. 640 horsepower uh, in a flat six engine. Ooh. In the rear. The max speed on this bad boy is 205 miles an hour. As they claim, it doesn't mean what it does. It <laughs> does 60 miles an hour in 2.3 seconds. Jesus Christ. Is it, is it all wheel drive or rear? It is rear wheel drive. God damn. It is a 3.7 liter flat six turbocharged engine. Yeesh. It is the highest powered flat six that Porsche's ever made. That's impressive. This car, uh, there's, there's three reasons why I love this car. First off, the 911 was my father's favorite car. He always thought that the 911 was just gorgeous. It was time stopping from it, it, night. It's an iconic car. It really is an iconic car. And from, it hasn't changed a ton since his introduction. From 1950 until now, the 911 looks like the 911. Yeah. Uh, the, the headlights have gotten a little bit flatter. Eh. But the ass end is still the same yeah you but, know that car if you see that car on the road you will go that's a 911 without a doubt wow um hang on a second uh yes so this is my number one what is your number one? Oh, i'm going total Total throwback on this one, man. Here it comes. Ready? Yes. What the hell? That's the... Uh, <laughs> the 1966 Lamborghini Miura V12. This is the car that started it all. Produced by Lamborghini between 66 and 73. The first supercar with a mid-engine two-seat layout. Cat, why are you eating my microphone? What the deal? What? Stop. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it was the fastest production road car when it was introduced. Um, you can see this car in the Italian job. Um, you can see the uh, two factory wreck. They, they wrecked two of these cars, but they reproduced them both. Uh, Eddie Van Halen had a 72 Mira S, which you can hear revving in the background during the 1984 song Panama. Um, 
the car was backed up to the studio microphones and attached to the exhaust pipe to record the sounds. This is the most iconic car. This car, being a 60s car, would outperform a 1980s Ferrari. I mean, it was just an amazing car. It is gorgeous. I love knockoff wheels. I, th there's there's nothing wrong with this car, and it will still outperform most every supercar on the road today that costs five or six times as much. I love this car. I will always love this car. I want this car. Damn. Damn. <laughs> hey, um, we're going to have to take a little break here. All right. Because I have to pee and yep. I'm playing with my penis because I have to pee. Hi. I will have to say that car is hot. Yeah, for being what 40, 50 years old, yeah, it is it's a timeless fucking design. And I, I love knockoff wheels. I won't lie. I'm a sucker for knockoff wheels. But wouldn't that be a classic car? Technically, yeah, but it is the original supercar. It is the great 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 granddaddy of all supercars and still can outperform most of the supercars on the road today and so people know the show on thursday will be about antique and classic cars and yes. i'm sure this car is going to come up again not on my show, but perhaps somewhere in the show. Hmm. Are you sure? <laughs> it's not on mine. I know. I wrote my show. Well, on that note, do you have anything else? I, I, I probably have some runner-ups. The brain cells cannot think of them at the moment. Um... I would love a TVR, but that's kind of a classic throwback. Um, there's a couple Lotuses in there I would love to own, but those are also kind of throwbacks. So oh, I, I love, I love a TVR. Yeah, it's just a, it's one of those bulldogs. It's an ugly looking car that I absolutely love. Um, even um lotus europa not a fast car not a great looking car and i love that car but anyway no i'm good At i don't this think point, an opal gt fits into a supercar no but no. cool but cool Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think we have hit our limit. We've gone for a couple hours. We've talked about our favorite things. Did you do your number one? Yeah. How did I miss that? Was that your the, Porsche? Yes, the 911. Okay. I'm so sorry. I'm, I, I, I did I'm the a little be, I'm, I'm, I'm behind the times here. I'm so sorry. I did the explanation that it was because it was my father's favorite car. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You okay? I'm okay. You okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as okay as I was last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Bert, Mike, myself, we will talk at you next week. Well, actually, we'll talk at you 
on Thursday. Yeah, on Thursday. Very shortly. Very shortly. Y'all have a great night. All right, guys. Everyone have a great time. Mentioned that my Facebook page got hacked. Oh, whoa! Yeah, you see some random bullshit about. Hey, is this you in a video? Don't fucking open it. And now apparently my messenger is like, "Hey, you need to log in again." I'm like, "Oh, good. Glory be to God." Like, I didn't hate Facebook enough. Anyway. I'm out of drink. You were supposed to go get that when we were away. (laughs) Well, let me tell you. I I was trying to get shit ready. For the next show. And and God knows, people, this show could last uh, another minute and a half. <laughs> we have no clue. I know that we are a minute 57 into it. Oh, goody. <laughs> so, uh, so, Brother Burke, what are you drinking tonight? At the moment, I'm not drinking any alcohol because uh, I had a lot from the previous episode that we just filmed. Uh, If I were going to drink some more, it would still be Redneck Riviera Whiskey. And let me tell you, it is some smooth goddamn whiskey for the price. Oh, my God. And look at their website. They are hilarious. I love these dudes. And I'm probably going to buy more. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie, man. I ain't lying to you. Nope. Uh, Hey, listen. Okay. What do you have going on tomorrow? Probably dealing with a hangover. Uh, And besides that. Uh, I got no plans. Yeah, well, there you go. Why don't you give me a call when you're free? I Because I think, just from the licks of both of us, our show is done. That could be a real possibility. <laughs> I, I think I called this about an hour ago and I said, hey, I'll make an executive decision. We should do this tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that was the right call. I just, I just, I just need to get some of this on 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 tape, <laughs> so so that we can use it for future blackmail <laughs> against both of us. Obviously, <laughs> we're both slurring ever so hey, slightly. Hey, hey last hey, weekend. Hey, wait, wait, Scott, Scott, Scott. Yeah.
I love you, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, you know, one of these nights, I've got to get him to come on. Oh, God. Rosek has got to be on this show. Holy crap. I, I think I think what I need to do is get all the guys together from from my my wedding party, <laughs> and 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 see what we can come up with here. She she we yes, you are correct. We need to stop the show now. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Hey, give me a call when you are rip roaring ready to go tomorrow. Oh sure. Uh, because I'm yeah. totally willing to start drinking at noon. Uh, not so much here, but yeah, maybe four o'clock. How's all that right. sound? All right. <laughs> have a good night. You all have a great night, and thank you for listening again. <laughs> On behalf of Burke, Scott, and the rest of the cast at the Davis and Davis Show. We'd like to thank you for listening, and we hope you return next week. Remember, we're not a law firm, and we just don't care.